afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Sherrard Show. I am your host, Sherrard. Hope you're having a wonderful Sunday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I hope it's wonderful where you are, because we have a spectacular show this afternoon. We have an uber-talented young lady who has been in the industry for many years. She's actually celebrating over 20 years in the industry, and she's done many films, commercials, and also she's doing her own projects as well. We're going to be talking to the lovely Marissa Baldwin Woodhouse shortly on the Sherrard Show. But before we begin, the Sherrard Show is brought to you by Pure Essence Television. We can see the greatest interviews of your life, ladies and gentlemen, such as this one with Marissa Baldwin Woodhouse, also Frida Payne, um, also Joe Montiga, Al Pacino, Smokey Robinson, just to name a few. Just click on Pure Essence Television, and you can see it on Roku as well as on your Apple or your Android device. And then it's also brought to you by iHeartRadio, ladies and gentlemen. If you missed this broadcast on television, you can also listen to it on iHeartRadio. Just click the link right there on your screen. Well, you know, Chicago is full of so many gifted and talented people. We just recently had Mackenzie Holmes on the show, as well as Roche Chi-Town, and then Eric, the home of Eric Lane and many others. But then they don't get too much more gifted than this young lady who's uh, been on many films, Gatorade commercials, Mr. Al Pamati, and so many other great uh, commercials that we've come to know and love. And also she has a uh, event that's coming up on March 24th, an evening with Marissa, and she's here on the Sherrard Show for the first time to talk about her career, as well as never and making the most of every, every moment, ladies and gentlemen. She's perfect at making the most of every moment. The lovely Marissa Baldwin Woodhouse. How are you, young lady? I am good. Thank you for such a, a wonderful introduction. Well, you know, you've been doing so much in the industry. I had the privilege of working with you way back in 2013. And now here you are, busy as ever, writing and producing, doing so much. Marissa, tell us a little bit about how you got started in your career of writing and being an actress. Yeah, so I got started a very long time ago. Um, I, I like to tell everybody, uh, Love Jones was my very first project. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the business. I just, you know, started working around town as an actor from there. And then in, in mo more recent years, I decided that I wanted to start making my own projects because, you know, um, it, this can be a challenging business. And instead of waiting on somebody to hire me, I decided I was going to produce my own projects and put my own self to work. So that's what I've been doing uh, probably within the past five, six years. Now, for those who are just watching, and there, there's a lot of people, Marissa, what are you doing with Love Jones is out? Can you tell everybody a little bit about what Love Jones is about, as well as what was your role in it? Yes, yeah, so Love Jones was um, a film about love. It starred both Nia Long and um, Lorenz Tate along with Bill Bellamy um, and a couple other well-known actors, but it was set in Chicago and uh, it was done by Ch Chicago's own, Columbia College's own uh, Theodore Witcher. So it's a, it's a staple film and Love Jones, I'm sure everybody has heard of it. If you haven't, go check it out. You know, it was a massive hit actually. It was in the theaters and I believe it came out in 96, 97, but it's a wonderful yeah. film. Um, now, what was your role in it, Marissa? So I um I did some stand-in work, but I was it was my first film, so I was kind of just getting my feet wet. So I I was an extra, um, a featured extra, and um, you know, did a couple days of standing in for some of the female talent. Now, did, now, is that when the acting bug hit you when you were on the set of 
such a uh, prominent movie? No, I've been wanting to be an actor since I was four years old. Um, I remember as a very young kid watching the TV show Fame. And so that kind of did it for me at that point. I knew that that's what I wanted to do with my life. So I didn't know growing up, you know, how do people get into actor, acting? How do they, um, you know, get on the TV? And so in my high school years, I decided I was going to stay here and go to Columbia because I knew it was a pretty well-known college for acting and theater. So um, I've been wanting to be an actor since I was four. So here I am. And you're doing very well at it. Now, you also were in Gatorade commercials as well as Al Pomani and quite a few yeah. others. What was it like for you when you were um, representing the brand in a commercial such as Gatorade? Um, you know, I would say it's definitely, it, it was a, an honor, you know, I, I, it was a Gatorade commercial where I played Dwayne Wade's mom in his early years. Um, it was definitely an honor. It's always an honor to get cast to be, you know, in any project, but definitely for a, a major brand such as Gatorade and, and Nike as well, it's definitely a big honor. Definitely so. Well, you know, Marissa, so many people who've had the success you've had in film as well as in commercials, usually they go two places, out here in Los Angeles or in Atlanta, but you decided yeah. to remain in Chicago. What's the reason you're remaining in Chicago? Um, well, I would say my roots are planted here. Um, I'm not saying that I would never move. I think eventually probably I am leaning towards relocating just to get a change. Um, but for the most part, this is where my life is. You know, my family is here. My friends are here. So that's kind of why I've been planted right in Chicago, trying to make things happen for myself here. We've been doing a great job at doing that, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to the lovely Marissa Baldwin Woodhouse on the Sherrard Show about her career and her legacy. We will be taking your questions and comments momentarily um, for this young lady as well. Now, Marissa, you have worked with so many people that um, I'm quite familiar with and have been on the show as well, such as Eugene Parker, as well mm -hmm. as Cortez Mack and so many others. Um, and they are very talented, gifted individuals. Now, what is it that uh, made you say, you know what, I'm gonna start um, producing and writing my own thing? Well, like I said, you know, it's challenging. Let me be honest, as an African-American um, female actor, it's tough for us getting roles. I'm just be honest with that. And so I just got tired of waiting around. So I wanted to make my own projects and tell stories that I could speak to and stories that I knew that were inside of me um, that other people, um, you know, could identify with. So I just kind of started making my own projects because, you know, I first I wanted to work, but I got tired of waiting on being cast and stuff. So that's what what propelled me to go forward with writing and producing my own projects. But, you know, being in the industry myself for many years, you know, when you land big gigs like Gatorade, like Nike, Alphamati and things like that, um, gigs like that, one gig leads to another. So yeah. where do you feel um, that you've actually uh, made it? Or do you feel like as an actor that eh, I've never really made it until I'm right beside uh, Angela Bassett or so? When do you, you know, feel that you've I actually made it? I think that that is kind of relative because it depends on the individual, right? Like, what are you looking for? For me, I can say I got, let me not say I got in the business, but um, in being a performer, for me, I feel like I've already made it. You know, 
I'm I'm making my own projects. I'm doing film screenings. Um, you know, what more can I ask for as a performer? My work is being seen. I'm on your show getting interviewed. Um, I give back to the community, to young filmmakers and things like that. So for me, I feel like I've already made it. You know, I'm definitely have some larger goals that I'm working towards some, um, you know, other people that I'm looking forward to working to, but I definitely feel like I've already made it. Great. I, I would actually say that as well. Anytime your work is getting is getting reached way out here in Southern California <clears throat> as well. Um, yeah. That speaks volumes about her talent. Now let's talk a little bit about what's coming up this Thursday. Look at your monitor, ladies and gentlemen, on March 24th, an evening with Marissa. What's that all about? So in celebration of Women's History Month, I wanted to just kind of celebrate myself and some of the other um, people in film that I've worked with that are women um, and two projects that I did in the paint and business hair. I just kind of wanted to share that work one more time before I put it in the vault and work on my next project. So um, we actually just did a screening of business hair down in Atlanta on February the 27th. So um, an evening with Marissa is just like, come on out, you know, see my two films one more time before I put them in the vault. I probably won't do, be doing another screening of them. I'm gonna look for distribution, but it's the night of, uh, we're gonna have uh, Felony Davis from Public Announcement. He's gonna be performing for us that night. I'm gonna show my two films and we have some of Chicago's top talent that, that'll, that'll be out with us celebrating in the house. You know, it's amazing so many um, talented people back in the seventies and in the early eighties, films and movies were only basically filmed out here in Hollywood. But now you look at in Chicago, they have some of the biggest um, TV shows out, right? Empire, um, as well mm -hmm. as Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and so on and so forth. You actually were on Chicago Fire, is that correct? I was, I was on episode four, season four, episode 16, two T's. I was on Chicago Fire. Look at your monitor, ladies and gentlemen. She is, she's done a phenomenal job in her acting. You sold me on it. And I love um, when that's all about being a great actor is when you can sell someone. At it. So tell us a little bit about for those who are watching um, and we'll, after this, we'll take our commercial break. Um, what is it like um, when it become when you're, when you're being an actress, okay, you're being an mm -hmm. actor and you're um, doing your film and you're doing your project, what goes into selling the audience on what you're feeling? What goes into that? Um, I think definitely um, being true to the character character and the authenticity of uh, your performance. So uh, there's an old saying of um, the job of an actor is to not act. Um, and, you know, I've been doing it for so long. I have different techniques depending on what project it is. What is the character? Is it, um, you know, is it a dramatic piece? Is it a comedic piece? So it just kind of, um, it's a process for me depending on what the project is and what the character is. You know, what's amazing is how um, someone can do such a great job as an actor or an actress to the point when they're walking down the street, people actually hate them. And that was just the role they were playing. And you're like, wait a minute, what, what, I'm not that guy. Or I'm not, that's not really me. <laughs> but you've done so well with that, that people just actually hate you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we come back from this quick commercial break. We're going to talk to Marissa about the three mistakes that actors often commit 
that can doom their career. I'm Sherard. We'll be right back right after this. Hey, have you all heard the news? There is this new television network on Roku that is showing the coolest and classiest shows around from hit talk shows, sitcoms, films, and even documentaries. One of my favorite personal shows on the network is The Sherrard Show. This show is hosted by way cool TV host Sherrard, and he features some of the biggest and brightest stars in the industries of fashion, entertainment, and of course, music. Here is a list of just some of the few people that have appeared on his show. Les Brown, Joe Montega, Melissa Manchester, Tommy Davidson, Tina Knowles, Michael Corleone, Tiffany, The Supremes, and of course, yours truly. And for this month only, you can air your own content on the channel for just $24.95 a month. So check out what everybody's been talking about. Download Pure Essence Television for Roku today. Also, it's available on Apple and Android devices. Pure Essence Television, fashionable, entertaining television. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sherrard Show. I am your host, Sherrard, on this beautiful Sunday afternoon here in Los Angeles, talking to the wonderful, very gifted and talented Marissa Baldwin-Woodhouse about her career, as well as what she has upcoming on March 24th, an evening with Marissa. You can always follow her as well on her social media handles right there on your screen as well. She'll talk more about it later on the show. Now, Marissa, oftentimes you see people who have blossomed in their career but then all of a sudden you don't see them anymore. And it's not that they got sick or that they retired, oftentimes because they got blackballed. Have you, yeah. tell us a little bit about what you've seen in the industry and how individuals can avoid getting themselves blacklisted in such a sensitive industry. You know, I just feel like um, times have definitely changed since I've gotten into business back in the 90s. Um, cancel culture is definitely real. I don't particularly care for it because I feel like everybody, um, you know, is they're entitled to their own opinion, to their own views. Um, I personally can't say that I know personal people who have been blackballed, but of course, some of the bigger celebrities, yeah, I've seen that happen. Um, and I think it's unfortunate. You know, uh, a lot of the comedians talk about they've stopped doing comedy because they don't want to say the wrong thing and get blackballed. Well, you know, it's a that to me is like stifling your art. And so I think it's disheartening. I don't think I don't believe in cancel culture. Um, so for me, it's um, it, I get upset when I hear about people getting blackballed and things like that. But one thing I can say about sometimes um you know, not necessarily everybody gets blackballed. Some people just get tired of the business. It can really wear you down. If, you know, you may put out a project that may not have been as well accepted, you know, you may get kind of get frowned upon as, as an artist, you know, but one thing as an artist, you can't be afraid to just be who you are. And I don't think that anybody should be um, shuttered or quieted for that. So. That's an interesting point you're raising. You know, um, the business is a beautiful thing when you're able to actually express your art. But people who are watching right now, it's really not, it's, it's, it's only about 10% about your real talent. It's more 90% mm -hmm. the business. And yeah. there's so much that comes along with it that it often can burn you out. So with mm -hmm. you, Marissa, what is it that um, seems like sometimes it can burn you out where you got to take a vacation from it and then retool yourself? 
Well, I will say this for me, I find I find my balance in always taking vacations. I do enjoy traveling. And for me, you know, everybody has an outlet in some shape or fashion. For me, it's traveling. And I know that as an artist, you can get stuck in a corner to where you feel like you have to be an artist all day every day and it drives some people crazy and and I hear the stories of um you know people get they go mental because they they can't book a job or they you know they're tired of auditioning they don't know where their next meal is going to come from and literally they get driven crazy I try not to live my life like that as much as I enjoy this business I've been doing it for so long I just have come to the realization of What's for me is for me. I don't stress about anything anymore. Hey, if I didn't get the role, that's all right. You know, it kind of is what it is because other than that, you get stressed out over things that you can't control. So that is correct. And you know, the thing is that one thing that actors must remember is that as soon as you do the audition, you need to forget it. You can't dwell on it and think about the audition, it'll drive you crazy. Because you're like, I know I got it. I mean, I did this all. I messed yeah. up and all that. Many times your worst performance can be your greatest performance. Oftentimes yeah. because um, casting directors, sometimes they don't know what they're looking for until they mm -hmm. see it come in there. Mm -hmm. but the thing is, you must forget it. You know, if you want to build your career on stacking up auditions, do that. So that when you get that one call, it's just that one yes that can change your life. Yeah. Um, I see your yeah. questions, ladies and gentlemen. We will get them in, into them in the next moment or so. Um, but I got to get Marissa still on the witness stand here with me. So no, you cannot question Jeff for you all as well. Now, Marissa, over the, uh, you said you got started in the 90s with your career. Now, what is the biggest difference you've noticed or differences from the 90s all the way to the 2020s? Um, well, definitely everything has changed from um, going in to the casting office and making that personal connection to now everything is a self-tape. So everything is it's gone virtual. Um, that's number one. Number two, it's uh, I think I think the business has always kind of been about it's not what you know, it's who you know, but it's like that more so now than ever before. So it really doesn't matter what your resume looks like. It really doesn't matter who you study with or, you know, what you've done in the business. But if you don't know this person or that person or you don't have the right connections, it's challenging to get work. That's the, the, the two biggest things that I've noticed. And a lot of times African-Americans um, speak about the racism in the industry. Is that something um, that you've dealt with in terms of racism and or sexism? You know what? I'm going to be honest and say I don't necessarily believe that I've dealt with those head on. Now, I can't say if it's something that um, may have been done to me behind my back, but I don't ever have an instance where I could say that I've dealt with either of those uh, head on. Now, um, one thing I'm sure you've dealt with, and oftentimes, especially when you're directing films and producing products, uh, projects, is when you have to deal with the egos of the almost famous or want to be famous people. You know, the person that just did one uh, commercial or they did a play where they were playing a pickle and all of a sudden mm -hmm. they think that they're just a big time star and celebrity and yeah. they want everybody to cater to them. Have you ever dealt with that? Um, I have. And, uh, you know, as an artist, it's not for me to um, 
put people in their place on set for the most part, unless it's my project. Um, I've, I've not encountered that on any of my personal projects, but some of the projects that I've worked on large, larger scale, I have, I have seen that. Yeah, I have. And it's, it's, it's um, we, we have a, we have a, some footage of you actually putting somebody in its place on set. Let's show the book. No, <laughs> it's quite different than what you're explaining on there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our question segment where the audience gets to ask our guests questions. Uh, Marissa Baldwin Woodhouse about her career as well. Now, this question is from Francis. This is from Francis in Delaware. She said, oh, I absolutely love your hair. You look stunning and you um, look very astute. So glad to see you on the Sherrard Show. I'm glad to have her on as well. Her question to you is, you were mentioning about how hard it is being an um, you know, African-American woman in the industry. Can you please elaborate? Um, yeah, like we are always the last on the totem pole. You know, uh, we're, we're last for to get cast for the most part. Uh, we're last to have projects kind of written for unless we're writing them ourselves, um, hence, me making my own projects. I just feel like we're always last to, you know, last to um, last in the race, if you will. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of my take on it. Very good. We appreciate your uh, question, Francis, and your answer as well, Marissa. This is from Danita. This is from Danita. She is from Seattle, Washington. She said she's been keeping tabs with you uh, for many years and seeing your products. I'm seeing your commercials as well. Uh, she said she wished she could come to the event because she's in Seattle. But her question to you is, what kind of advice would you give a young lady getting started in the industry? What kind of things can she look forward to and what kind of things can she avoid? Um, I would say, first off, always follow your gut. Um, if something sounds like it's too good to be true, chances are it is. Uh, don't ever pay anybody any money up front that tell you what they can do for you. If they tell you they can be your manager, your agent, or they can get you on this, don't pay anybody any money. Um, I would say to um, have a backup plan because that's important in this business. You always want to have uh, something that you can fall back on in case you decide that you don't want to be in the business anymore or don't work out have a backup plan where you can focus on something different, you know, from time to time to kind of keep your, um, keep your sanity. Very good, very good. We appreciate your um, questions, Anita, as well as your answer as well, Marissa. Now this last question, um, we, have, we have more, but this last question is from Stanley, from Stanley, all the way in Chicago. He said, um, keep up the good work, young lady. You're doing a great thing, you're a great example. He sees you as being the next Angela Bassett, um, which is incredible as well. Now, his question is, what do you enjoy most, being on the front side of the camera or on the back side of the camera um, as a producer or as an actress? So my job um, that I enjoy the, the, the most is being in front of the camera. I, I enjoy the process of that. Um, I, you know, I enjoy the process of writing and producing too, but it, it's like my second and third love. My first love is being in front of the camera. Well, we appreciate all you all's questions. I know you have many more. Um, Marissa, tell us where the fans can reach out to you from the show to um, answer or ask more questions in regards to you and your career. Yeah, um, so you can reach me on all social media platforms, Marissa Baldwin Woodhouse, um, my email, marissawoodhouse at hotmail.com. And yeah, that's kind of how you can reach out to me. I'd love to chat with some of you all. 
Yeah, it's, it's quite a few, so I'm sure she would love it and give you some great insight as well. Now, Marissa, in terms of the, um, on, on Thursday, this Thursday, March 24th, what's the details of the location? Yeah, so it's in Chicago, Illinois. It's going to be at Imagine Studio Theaters, which is 210 West 87th Street. Uh, the festivities start at 630. I do want to mention my sponsors. We have Morse Brewing, which is a, a Black-owned uh, beer company. Uh, we have um, Black Men United that is a sponsor. We also have Life Shields, Life Shield Providers um, that is another sponsor. And again, we have Felony Davis from uh, Public Announcement that's going to be doing a performance for the ladies. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. So it's going to be a star-studded event as well. If I was in town, I would be there definitely. So, but um, I want to definitely see you again on the Sherrard Show very soon. So we can have a part two of this episode because this young lady has so much to speak about and we want to cover it all as well. Marissa, I thank you so much for being on the show this afternoon. Any final thank thoughts? Thank you for having me. Any final thoughts? Um, any final thoughts? Just whatever it is that you do. If you're an artist, if you're an attorney, if you're a doctor, just enjoy what you do and be great in it. Make it happen. And dreams do come true. She is living proof as well. Join <laughs> us on our next episode of The Sherrard Show, where we are going to be on location at our studios in Bel Air, where we're going to be speaking to the lovely Frida Payne, iconic Frida Payne, talking about her new hit single, as well as her book um, she has out of your monitor. Can't wait to speak to her then. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Sherrard Show, and then also on Pure Essence Television, as well, the greatest episodes of your life. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to soar with the eagles, stop hanging around turkeys. I'm Sherrard. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.